Bob Nation. Let's go. Time for DMVR Buffs Primetime. We're presented by Illegal Pete's. Everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Happy Wednesday, dude. Happy Wednesday. Uh, great day in the city. And got, you know, a little Leeds action going on here. Yeah, what's going on right now? We're up, it looks like. We're up 1-0. We're marching on together. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to get this dub. Who are we playing against? N-O-R. Norwich City. Would have never guessed that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go Leeds then. What's yes. up, chat? Uh, a lot to get to today. We'll recap the portal. We'll see if Michigan opens up. But first, we start with the big difference between this year's team and last year's team. There's one thing that is already very obvious. Very, very obvious. Um, and it is so different from one year ago today. I can't even honestly begin to think about It's night and day. It's night and day. It really is. And it's the togetherness, the the emphasis on team bonding, um, the chemistry is already light years ahead of where it was one year ago. And we've talked about this a little bit over the last couple of days, but it, every single day there's becoming another notch in the wood showing me how much different it is. And, and I know we, we mentioned this, I think, two days ago, but it's like one year ago today, mm -hmm. half the team wasn't even on the team. Yep. And so more than that, like oh, if I bring up names here, I'm not doing it to disrespect them, but like Shador wasn't spending his time trying to bond with like Travis Gray because he wasn't going to be there. Right. Um, or, you know, uh, some of the like the quarterbacks. What was the guy? Drew Carter. Yep. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Poor Drew. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I said, I'm not. I'm just bringing up names that came to my head. It's probably a good thing for them that they're in my head. Um, he was targeted a lot off last off season. <laughs> he was, but the point is, all of those guys were gone after the spring game. Yep. And because of it, it didn't allow this team to start coming together until months from now. Mm -hmm. I mean, truly, what would you say, May? If that, I mean, we were still wondering where Cormani was at that point. June? Yeah. July? You know, like, at the time, I, I didn't really think it was that big of a deal. Um, but we've talked about a little bit how you saw it perk up, especially in the moments when things got tough. You know, anyone who's ever been in a tough situation knows when you're in, when you find yourself there, like, you lean on your people. Right. Um, and the closer you are, the more you have a chance to lean on the guys around you. And so the fact that these guys are going out, hanging out together, going to the women's basketball the game get together, doing military workouts that are, you know, obviously so focused on team. Or how about as simple as hosting a spaces together? Mm -hmm. This stuff would not have happened last year. And I think it's going to pay dividends come football season it's just the process of team building and not like one team for one season like the process of really building a program not a team uh last year they had to lay a foundation they had to get rid of a lot of guys they had to bring in you know some cornerstone pieces that they could look at and go okay this guy's going to be this for the next year or two uh or even longer and now this year you're adding to that core so 
there was just a lot going on last year with the transfer portal, all the shuffling in and out, what happened after the spring game. And we're just beyond that, like in every sense. Like that was, I don't want to say it was a speed bump, but it was a necessary step in building this team. And this is what happens when you're removed from that, when you're able to just add to what you already have. You have a quarterback, you have your best player. Now you rebuild the, the line for not only for Shador, but like for this running game and their guys that all like to hang out together. Like the team chemistry is just off the charts compared to last year. Yeah. And sometimes these things have to happen naturally. Um, you can obviously get the ball rolling a little bit. Like mm -hmm. I remember one of my teams once going to like a ropes course where you had to like do teamwork to get through the ro Like that stuff helps. I'm sure. Yeah. At a certain point, like you just have to like people, right? Like there's great chemistry in the DNVR office because most everyone that works here, if not everyone likes each other, right? You know, so like the chemistry is easy for you, me and Neely. When we get on the mic, it's easy because we like each other. Yeah. Could we manufacture it? Probably, mm -hmm. but it's not going to hit the same, right? It seems like these guys genuinely like each other. They like being around each other. And, you know, there's definitely got to be some luck involved in that. Um, but also there's something to be said about like everyone's sales being pointed in the same direction. Uh, and I think from the players to the coaching staff last year, there were little few, but enough sales pointed in the wrong direction to slow down the momentum of the team. And so I think it's fantastic. And by the way, Jake, so they did the, the, uh, training with the Marines today, right? Yep. You know what that means? If you hate on the buffs, you don't support the troops. That's true. It's you hate be, America. It's going to be really hard for some of those haters. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of people <laughs> it's, torn it's between. It's a really <laughs> conflicting thing for them. Uh, That's hilarious. So, you know, those are the choices you have. Yep. Uh, hate on the buffs, hate on the troops. I don't know. That's, that's on you. This is, you know, we can... When we get into the margins conversation, you know, last year, we talked about yesterday, was it five games, one possession, or ten points or less, something that they lost? When you have a team that's super connected and everyone, as you say, pointing the sails on all the same direction, but not only that, you just like everyone yep. on your team, it's easier to dig deep in the fourth quarter for one final drive, for to run out the clock or to go score a touchdown to tie the game, stuff like that. Like Guys aren't going to be giving up on each other. There's a different level of accountability, I think, now, too. You can see how the guys kind of uh, are bringing along Jordan Seat and how they're teasing him a little bit. Like... They know he's going to be a big piece to this team, and he's already integrated much more than any other tackle who showed up uh, for their first season in Colorado last year. A hundred percent. Mobius Dick doesn't support the troops. Hate to see it. Um, <laughs> in the comments, that is. If you're listening to this on podcast, you'd be like, what the hell is he yeah. talking about? <laughs> um, no, you're, you're totally right. You're totally right. And Tyler Brown said it sitting right here. He said... When you are hurting, when you're gasping for air, but you look next to each other, you, you look next to yourself mm -hmm. on the line, and you're like, these are my brothers. I have to dig deep for them. Yep. just makes a difference. It makes a difference. No one likes letting down people they care about. Exactly. Uh, and, and that's not to say, like, the team last year didn't care about each other, because I don't think that's true at all. Mm -hmm. um, but there's levels to it, right? Definitely. It's like versus love type of thing right and uh i think this team is absolutely on the right track you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned um 
Jordan Seaton and how yeah. you know they're kind of jabbing him and whatnot. Uh huh. Bro, I swear he's getting like a heavy dose of media training. He is. <laughs> I, I think it's hilarious. Last night on the spaces, um, which I thought was cool, man. I, I, yeah. That is, I don't think common. But the no name another team yeah, who has the, their starting quarterback and like three starting offensive linemen all in the spaces with more other guys too. Like right. it wasn't just them. A bunch of people tagged us in it, which thank you guys for yeah. the heads up. Um, and I was in the car, so I just like threw it on. But I was, I, I looked down, I'm like, Shador Sanders is hosting. Like I thought maybe like someone else had started it and right. they just jumped on or yeah. whatever. Um, but I thought that was really cool. But see, you know, and I asked the guys, uh, who, who wants to smoke in Madden? See, it goes, I think we should have a competition of who should, who can watch the most film. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it, man. I'm like, there you go. I, I should have followed up. I was actually like. I'll tell the story in a second, but I should have followed up and been, uh, been like, what film are you watching? I'd honestly be curious, like, what, what he's looking at right now. Pat wonder, Shermer, yeah, NFL I wonder if Shermer, like, just told him, hey, watch these. Like, we're going to be running a lot of this stuff or yeah, something. That would have been a good question. But I was flustered because I, like I said, I was in my car um, doing very important things, such as driving to my pickleball match. Yep. And I, saw everyone tagging us in that so i just like opened it and put it on and, and started listening in mm -hmm. and then i heard like a little sound on my phone and i was like huh what was that and then they're like oh rk's here like <laughs> rk you got any questions for the boys i was like uh like <laughs> i didn't wasn't expecting to do uh, like how are the workouts going right. like, i just wasn't i was not on my toes at all at that moment so well, Next I time was, I'll be more prepared. I was playing Rocket League. I just had it on, like on my desk, listening to whatever was going on. Then I hear your voice, or they're saying your name out of nowhere, and I was yeah. like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, it was cool though. I think Shador said something like, "Oh, Ryan's here." Like that's cool, or something like that. I was yeah. like, "Wow, thanks, Shador." Um, but I am, I think, set to play uh, a little Madden with the Kiri Walker tonight. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. They, they were calling him Yukari, but it looks like it's spelled Yukiri, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, I'll ask him when we, when we play Madden. There you go. Um, but I was thinking that might be a cool series. Like, that might be something I'll start doing. Just stream it on Twitch. Madden versus the Buffs. Let's go. I'll host it. I'll commentate it. Oh, all right. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Let's go. You have an Xbox? Um, No, but we can figure out ways. There's ways we can do this. Because I figure you would just come in like a party chat. Well, we could do Discord, too, if you stream the game or That's something. That's true. But yeah, man, I thought it was really cool that they just did the spaces. It's funny. I'm curious what the chat just thinks of the the overall concept of spaces because I've always tossed around like you and I and maybe even Neely just doing like an, a more informal mm -hmm. thing. I, like again, I don't want to make any promises, but like a Saturday spaces, like right. we're just chilling, watching games. Like it's not don't have to be as on as we are in this. Right. As, as you saw last night, like they're kind of all just talking shit. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious what people think of that because I've definitely thought about it, but it's very like unpolished, which I kind of like. I'm curious what other people think of it. I just kind of wish it had like a little video element to it. Yeah. Just for like, I don't know, the speaker at the time or something. It, it's difficult to tell who's speaking if you don't know the voices too. That well, But it tells you if you're, you just got to look. It's down. a little delayed though. Like sometimes yeah. you got to like memorize, okay, this is this person's voice. So yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, yesterday was really cool just seeing this. And then today, just with the Marines and all that. I mean, they're obviously working hard, but what better group to learn, like, 
true like brotherhood and togetherness, like fighting through the shit together than the goddamn Marines, man. Like they're learning more than just workout stuff today. They are probably going deep in the details of what it means to be a brother and a teammate. And I think it's great. Uh, it's something that I've seen teams do before. You know, they're not. Mm -hmm. um, we had the Air Force here last year, right? Yeah, and like Tad's done these types of workouts, but I think honestly, just any of this stuff is really smart. And it also, to me, shows like, I don't know. I don't know if it's a lesson or just something that Coach Prime wants to emphasize more, but like he's changing as a pro. Like last year, they didn't do this. Mm -hmm. This year, you know, Neely said it in that main meeting. Like that was one of the big messages is we need to come together. Uh, and all of these things, I think, are just little notches forward, steps forward in that. They were, I think they were there at 4.45 a.m., they yep. said, on the spaces. Like, that's crazy, but, uh, you know, uh, you, you struggle together. It helps a lot. It goes a long way. Yep. And I think another aspect of this, I think Coach Prime's learning a lot, too. I mean, he's been coaching a lot, but, man, I don't think any coach has been through close to what he had to do the last year. Not only just on the field, but, like, personally, uh, what he went through with his foot, just having to deal with Shador's injury, having to deal with the team not really gelling towards the end of the year and stuff like that. I think he's learned a lot from that whole process and how he can better bring the team together this year and just make it, you know, more consistent. Because we had this for a bit, I think we did. Um, Oregon, I know, took a lot of wind out of the sails, and then the losing started happening after that. Yep. So that probably didn't help when it came to that, but... I think he's just trying to dig deeper, have everyone dig deeper this year and really stay together. I mean, it's it's totally the old, like, winning cures everything and losing is a disease. Mm -hmm. uh, and you saw it. Like, just go look at a Coach Prime speech from, obviously, the TCU game, which was one of the most lit speeches ever. Yep. And then from the Utah game, like, there's dejection, there's not as much buy-in and it's just like yeah you know people lose and they start questioning things but when you're together and you have everyone's sales pointed in the right direction a loss won't knock you off of your path mm -hmm. it'll just be a bump in the road yep i'm sure we're gonna see a lot of this stuff moving forward here in the off season uh we are only in january so a lot of way to go shout out to our great friends over at circle k we the Circle K cart's gone. What the hell? Well, who stole the snacks? <laughs> who stole the snacks, Alyssa? Oh wow. my God! She Alyssa took the them snack all. Thief. But Circle K is the best. They've got the best snacks in the game. Uh, we have a whole cart of them. You can get gummy worms. We have a gummy worm thief in this office, by the way. I would call them like a, the gummy worm bandit. It's yeah. worse than just stealing gummy worms. It's. I don't know. This is what annoyed me the most about living in my home as a kid is when someone like you go to grab the cereal and you're like, hell yeah, I'm gonna have myself a bowl of cereal. You go to pour it out and it barely like covers the bottom. It's like, why? Why didn't you finish it? That is a sickening move. Yes, where I've seen it where it was empty, just straight up put an empty box Terrible. back in the in the pantry. That that I feel like should be a federal offense. It really should be prison. Should be arrested. Not just jail. Should be arrested. Uh, but shout out to Circle K. You can join their free membership program. Scan that QR code on the screen or go to circlek.com slash inner dash circle uh, to join their program. All you need to do is enter your email and phone number. You get your first five Phillips of gas, 25 cents off a gallon, five 
first five polar pops are free and every sixth free on many many items shout out to the good buddies over at circle cape oh yeah also shout out to our friends at fubo tv uh <clears throat> you know if you want to be able to just see nikola Jokic knock down the world's most casual game winners you gotta have fubo tv uh that man is amazing that's why i wore my no joke shirt today um but yeah i mean avs nuggets two of the best teams in their respective sports nikola Jokic, nathan mckinnon two of the best players in their respective sports we might get our first ever double mvp in denver this year that'd be crazy and we should mckinnon easily the favorite for the heart and Jokic just a little bit behind Embiid, but there's no telling Embiid's even going to play enough games to qualify for MVP. So we might get a double MVP. Crazy. Uh, which would be incredible. But you got to have Fubo if you want to watch those teams. Uh, it's unfortunate that billionaire greed has kept Colorado sports fans from being able to watch these teams on cable. But Fubo is here to save you. So go to FuboTV.com slash DNVR to get a fantastic deal on watching your abs and your nuggets and your buffs on pac-12 network that is true for basketball are we and on pac-12 tonight it's a 9 p.m game i so. doubt they put a 9 p.m game on pac-12 i bet you they got that one on to espn espn U. we are on we saturday we're on pac-12 uh, the U. yeah i used to love espn U when i was a kid and then i don't know what the women's games are on this weekend doesn't say all right, let's do a portal update. Portal update. We've talked about a few of these guys. The first one being Jabbar Muhammad. He's still in the portal, Washington's best corner from last year. Um, I think he's gone on a few visits. He visited Alabama, so he could follow DeBoer. Mm -hmm. But he's still out there. It was last weekend when he visited Alabama. Haven't heard anything yet. Probably the top player in the portal right now. Okay. Uh, next guy. He just entered the portal yesterday, I believe. Yep, yesterday. This was Arizona's best cornerback from last year, Takario Davis. He was second team All-Pac-12 as a sophomore, played in all 13 games, 25 tackles, one interception, 15 passes defensed. That's an absurd number of passes defensed. That's almost like Jabbar Muhammad. He's got that much, I think. Yeah. A uh, very young player, was only a 2022 recruit. Was only a three-star player, but is already ranked as a four-star transfer. All right. How about this name? He's from Arizona? From Arizona. Yeah. Another Arizona kid. Ephesians Prysock. I promise you I did. Uh, it felt like you just said all one name, uh, but Ephesians Prysock is definitely how you <laughs> <Yeah>. say that. <laughs> um, he was another... It honestly sounded like you were... Uh, like a Slytherin casting a spell. Ephesians <laughs> <laughs> Prysa. <laughs> he played in 13 games last year. Um, he had 61 tackles. One TFL, one interception, seven passes defense, and a block kick. Uh, he was also a 22, 2022 four-star recruit, but he's only rated as a three-star transfer now. Okay. Um, how do you feel about running back? You feel pretty solid? I feel that they feel solid, and therefore I feel solid. Okay. One of the better players in the portal, though, is Rashad Amos. Uh, he played at Miami, Ohio last year. Was, started his career at South Carolina, left after only getting 20 carries there. Last year, though, 
He had 210 carries, 1,075 yards, 13 touchdowns. Okay. One of the best players in the portal. Ben Urosik, we talked about him last week, still yes. in the portal. One of the better, he's got to be the best tight end in the portal now. Colorado kid? Uh, Bakersfield, California. Okay, okay. There wasn't one of them that was a Colorado kid. Uh, but was an all Pac 12 caliber tight end. Battled through injuries last year, missed half the season with one. Uh, next guy. You feeling good about the offensive line or do we need more help? Okay, so this is interesting. Um, I feel good about it. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> there I, I it's my understanding that there was one more player that they were in on and you know in the hunt for. And so that to me means there's room for a game changer at the position or at a position. Mm -hmm. So I think I, I don't think you can say definitively that you're done adding on the offensive line. There's two Washington players in the portal. Nate Calipo, he has played a lot of football. Um, he's played at Washington since 2019. He redshirted there. Last year, started all 15 games, one game at right guard, the other 14 at left guard. Um, 6 6 327. He is from Washington, too. I don't see any visits yet. So I don't know if he's following DeBoer or not, but still in the portal. Okay. You said guard? Guard. This guy's an offensive tackle. Young kid. Uh, was only... I think he just committed, actually. Was a 2024 recruit. Yeah. He was a 24 recruit, but entered the portal. Packy Finau was... Let me see the spelling. I think that's Finau. Um, Packy Finau. Packy uh, Finau. Like Tony <laughs> Finau. He's going to be a freshman out of Hesperia, California, 6'5", 253. He's got the length and, uh, I guess, the overall size, but needs to bulk up a bit. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I would love to see uh, the Buffs kind of tap back into the Polynesian pipeline. Mm -hmm. um, CU has a really proud history of, of landing great Polynesian players. Um, you know, everyone from Sefa Lufau, <clears throat> of course, Salah Nessi. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. a, a very famous player, but the the list goes on and on and on uh, of great Polynesian players to play in Boulder, and uh, I think there's a there's a bit of an untapped potential in that pipeline. Um, we need another tight end. So how about Tanner Koziol? Stop laughing over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was 2022 uh, first team All-Mac at Ball State. Uh, this last year, had a decent year, 12 games played, 34 receptions, 295 yards, and three touchdowns. He had seven touchdowns last year. Um, last guy I've got, I think we talked about this guy, Nakai Hill Green. Yeah. Uh, linebacker out of Charlotte, had a good year last year, 73 total tackles, nine TFLs, two sacks, three passes, defense, and a forced fumble. Uh, one of the better linebackers in the portal. When did I put when did I put down MB? I don't think I did. They said, ARK, you don't have to put down MB to lift up Joker. MB shredding any and everybody. 
I know I don't. All you said was he may not play enough games to win MVP. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's all you said. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I've moved past the Jokic Embiid war. We won the war. We won the championship. It could be renewed, though, if they meet in a finals. That would be crazy. I almost don't want that. <laughs> Too toxic. It would be, uh, the content would be amazing, though. It would. It would. And the games would be amazing. Yep. That's your portal update. All right. There we go. Still game changers out there. Uh, there are some, yep. And that's, I think the position the buffs are in right now is like, if there's someone who really makes a difference, they'll make a big push on them. Uh, obviously, they're doing this with the knowledge that a bunch more people are going to hit the portal in the spring. Yep. Once again, just getting started. Aloha Buffs says uh, Coach Brian Cabral was a great pipeline of the Polynesian players from Hawaii. And, Coach Cabral's still around. He is. You see him walking around in videos every now and then. Yep, yep. Oh, I love Coach Cabral. He was the uh, kind of like, I don't know, main counselor, you would call it, uh, back in the day at mm -hmm. uh, Buffs football camp. Kind of ran the whole thing. Yeah. The ultimate highlights of my childhood were there. I mean, imagine this, dude. You went to camp. You played football all day. At night, we, they would bring us into, like, the team room, and we would just watch movies or old Buffs games on there. And then we lived in the dorms for, like, a week. Hell, yeah. As, like, 10-year-olds yeah. just going nuts in there. <laughs> it was amazing. Football camps, some of the best days of my life, man. Shout out to what? said RK hasn't moved past the Lakers and LeBron. What do you mean? We moved past them in four games. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't mentioned them once this year yeah. yet. Shout out to Red Hawk Roofing. We are massive fans of them, and they are massive fans of DMVR. Hit them up if you need a new roof over your home or business. They've got decades of experience. Um, they will offer you a free no-obligation roof and property inspection and free in-depth photo report for all inspections. Winter is here. Do not delay. Hit them up. They'll also be giving away their two tickets to Nugget Sixers on the 27th. At our watch party, when is this? Tomorrow? Yeah, Thursday. At our watch party tomorrow. So come down uh, to DMVR Bar and enter for a chance to win. If you're looking for a new roof over your home or business, be sure to check out Red Hawk Roofing at redhawkroofing.com and tell them DMVR sent you. That's it. All right. That's it. Okay. Probably the... Biggest story in college football right now is what's going on with Jim Harbaugh. He's supposed to be meeting with the Chargers for a second time. Okay. Atlanta's supposed to meet with him for a second time. But then today, I've heard that uh, he's been back in contact with Michigan. Wow. <laughs> I'm so sick of the Here Harbaugh. Go. Here we go. The fucking media Here cycle. Here we go. This guy just throws his name out there, goes and flirts with everyone. Uh, and then in the end, he's like, I never wanted to leave Michigan, blah, blah, blah. It's all bullshit. Um, I, I think, he, I don't know. I think I still think he's going to the Chargers. He met with them yesterday, actually. He's still in L.A. This is from Diana Rossini. Um, the Falcons did put in a second request. The Falcons did also put in another request today for someone. For a I think it was Vrabel. Okay. For a second time. I cannot believe Vrabel isn't a hotter name. If the, Bron if the Broncos were in a hiring cycle right now, I would have Vrabel as my number one. 
I think so. Pretty far and away, too. Yeah, I mean, obviously Belichick, obviously Harbaugh, like these I like big the, names, but the Lions OC too, Ben Johnson. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I, I think Vrabel. I think people are getting too caught up in the the names in like just looking past like what Mike Vrabel did as a head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a report today from all the Michigan writers that Harbaugh is being offered a deal for Michigan to be the highest paid coach in football with escalators that will increase his pay. Highest code patient, highest paid coach in football, in meaning football. including NFL in football. That's a good way to keep him. I tried telling you, man, you're, you you can't victory lot before it's I'm, over. I'm just saying, this is how it's gone the last like three, four years. This is like a tortoise I've, and hare situation. I've lived through this process. I'm just trying to tell you my experience here, man. I, I'm sure you have every fucking year when Jim Harbaugh wants a little publicity. <laughs> anyway, do you think he leaves? Do you think this team opens up? Yeah, I do. I think he's going to the Chargers. If that's if the case. If there's one thing that he hasn't accomplished in his career, it's winning a Super Bowl. So he goes to the Chargers of all organizations. Terrible idea. But nothing gets between a coach and his ego. He just wants to be paid. I think he wants to win a Super Bowl. I think he just wants to be paid. He could be the next best coach in college football now. It's wide open. Saban's gone. Yeah, but he's really far. Like, he could be the first coach to win a Super Bowl and a national championship. Not if he goes to the Chargers. (laughs) Not if he goes to the Chargers. Couldn't agree more with that. No one believes that the Chargers are cursed more than I. I'll be honest. If he goes to the Chargers, I might have to give up the NFL. Shut up. No, dude, dude, I can't. I have to deal with Mahomes. He's in our division. Just stop. This division's already too much. We have to deal with this Mahomes guy all the time. Admit you just lied. No, I'm serious. (laughs) You're so not serious. (laughs) I may or may not be serious, but... You're about as serious as all the NFL boycotts. (laughs) That uh, happened the last controversial thing that went down, whatever it happened, whatever it was this year. There's all the, you know, probably because they had like Bud Light in the stadiums or something. Yep. And somehow the ratings went up after all those people boycotted. 40 million people watched the divisional round. That's crazy. That's insane. That is crazy. There's been a coach to win a Super Bowl and a national championship before. Did Jimmy Johnson do it? Oh, it- no, Pete Carroll didn't win a national championship, did he? Yeah, he did. Okay, so then he would have done. Did uh, but did when did he win a national championship? They lost to Texas. No, I thought they beat someone else. Did they not? Um, yeah, two-time AP national championship, two thousand three, two thousand four. Really? Okay. So he did it. I guess Harbaugh will always be in the shadow of Pete Carroll. <laughs> Harbaugh owns <laughs> Pete Carroll, bro. <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, most college football thing you saw last night. All right, Jake. I'm happy that you didn't hear about this. Uh, as you guys know, new segment. Most college football thing we saw today. Only rule is it, ha- it doesn't have to do anything with college football. So... Adrian Wojnarowski 
put out last night at 10 p.m. <laughs> First Woj mention, I think, on this show. Yeah, wow. Woj bomb. ESPN sources. Portland is filing a protest with the league office to challenge the result of the 111-109 loss to Oklahoma City on Tuesday. He goes on, but I want you to guess why in the world they lost the game and are protesting the result of it. Just knowing the NBA, some stupid loose ball foul that got reviewed that they didn't like. No, actually not. And I think that would be a losing case, but they might actually have a winning case here, Jake. So Chauncey Billups. Okay. Okay, let me just take you through this. The Blazers are up on Oklahoma City 109-108. This is a, doesn't mean anything for the Blazers. They're like tanking, basically. Oklahoma City's in the playoff race. Mm-hmm. They're up 109-108. Their guy is trapped. Okay. Chauncey Billups is rumbling down the sidelines, screaming, timeout, 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 timeout. The refs don't grant him a timeout. Call a travel or double dribble on the Blazers. Chauncey Billups loses his absolute mind, gets a double technical, ejected from the game, two free throws. Oh, wow. And the ball uh, for Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City goes on to win. And there was like four seconds left. Oh, 15 seconds left when all of this went down. So now uh, Portland is filing a protest with the league uh, that says he should have been granted the timeout. We have to replay the last 15.6 seconds. I hope it happens. I hope it happens. But isn't that, to me, that's so college football to protest the result of a game. Yes. There you um, go. There's the most college football thing I saw today. I love that. No, that's that definitely sounds like something out of college football. And I guess I'm realizing that NBA and college football have more crazy parallels than Dude, people sometimes think of. I love the NBA, so I don't ever do this thing where like I try to put down another league by uplifting mine. But sometimes I do want to tweet like, College football not, uh, organically has all of the drama that, that the NBA wants. Yes, exactly. It's a great way to put it. <laughs> and I love the NBA, but the NBA like loves these like little things. Sometimes it feels so manufactured. College football just like Coach Prime says, uh, confidence is his natural odor. Yeah, drama is college football's natural <laughs> yes, odor. <laughs> exactly. Um, shout out Chauncey Billups, great buff. Of course. Are the Blazers, like, are they tanking? Are they terrible? <sighs> they are terrible, yes. Uh, it would be a weird move if you're tanking to pr- protest the results of a game, but yeah. also, like, maybe like, help you defeat the allegations a little bit. You point to that as your one smoking like, gun. Look, hey, we fought our asses off here. If we were tanking, why would we have <laughs> protested that result? They are 12 and 31. Jeez. Okay, see, 30 and 13. We were talking about this upstairs. How great would it be if... Uh, Portland wins the 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 appeal, mm-hmm. and I don't know if these two teams play again this season because usually if they play again, they'll just play the last 15 seconds before they play the next game. Mm-hmm. But what if they don't play again? And so after the NBA season has concluded, Portland has to like travel to Oak or yeah, they have to like go go to Oklahoma City or vice versa. I think it's actually in Portland. So. Oklahoma City has to travel to Portland to play 15 seconds that, like, decides their <laughs> seed. That's what I never understood when you do that stuff. It's like, what are we going to do? Assemble everyone on a field and replay, like like you just said? Like it, It's happened before in the NBA. Has it really? Yeah, I remember. I won't remember who the opponent is, but the Lakers are playing someone. Shaq got a foul, and they said he's fouled out. Uh-huh. And, like, there was, like, a minute left in the game. 
Well, turns out they fouled him out when he only had five fouls. Mm. So again, it's like objective or subjective, like objective. You go back and you just say like, okay, well that wasn't fair. He was fouled out when he shouldn't have been fouled out. We have to replay the, that time. Yeah. So he got to go back. They went back the next time they played, played the final minute before the next game. Yeah, that's definitely some college football shit. <laughs> it's very college football. All right. Let's, uh, no matter what, if it happens, first Buffs loss of the year, we got to start a protest. Okay. Just protest the result. Definitely. Who do we? Who do you file that with? The CFP, the NCAA, um, the Big Twelve. Big Twelve. It's a conference. Yeah, game. let's. We'll take it right to uh, our boy Yormark. <laughs> All right. I'm, this is a Let's pro go. your mark podcast until definitely. Yeah. No. Innocent th- until proven guilty. For sure. We like him until we hate him. I mean, you did an amazing job. The Big 12 looked like the conference that was going to collapse before USC and UCLA left. Yep. Yeah. They, I mean, the Pac 12 fumbled the bag so ridiculously. Terrible. And because of it, we get to a road trip to Lawrence, Kansas next year. <laughs> All right, let's do buy or sell before we get the questions here. You ready, Alyssa? Good call, CJ. You support the troops. All right, RK. Colorado player will have 10-plus sacks in 2024. Buy or sell? Hasn't been done since 2016. Jimmy Gilbert. Uh, Bye. Who? Your boy, Okunlola? My boy, Okunlola. Love it. Um... I will say no. I say it'll be a, a nice distribution. I just think we have three, four guys now. Last year, we really only had two in Taj and JD who were getting to the quarterback consistently. Um, I think we'll have, to kind of edit this a bit, I'd say we have like four or five guys, five plus sexes here. Okay. If you had to pick one, mm-hmm. who would be your guy to get 10? Quincy? Quincy. It's your boy. It's a beast right there. That's fair, though. What's next? Zay Weaver will be a day two pick in the 2024 NFL draft. So that means top three Three rounds, rounds. basically. Probably definitely not going to be a first rounder. It doesn't sound like. Yeah. Strong wide receiver draft again. I'm going to buy this. And I'll say this. If Zay Weaver doesn't get drafted in the first three rounds... Someone is getting an absolute fucking steal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I kind of hope it's the Broncos. If, if, if someone's getting him in the fourth round, I hope it's my team. Because he is going to be a very solid NFL receiver. Yeah, I'm going to sell this too. I don't think uh, he's going to get the respect that he deserves throughout the process. Uh, I think people will look back on his production and go, oh, only one good year type of thing, you know. But what yeah. we saw last year was a complete wide receiver. The, 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 as the best word you can use to describe him, complete. So on this uh, NFL mock draft database, they kind of compile all the big boards. Um, Zay Weaver, 340th player on this, would go undrafted according to this right here. Dang. Well, maybe I should sell just... I'm telling you, someone is going to be really happy they got Zay Weaver. I agree. I think the last time I said that about a buff, I could be wrong here. Correct me if you remember me doing this with anyone else. I think the last time I said that about a buff was Philip Lindsay. And I said, I literally tweeted the day the the Broncos got him. 
I said, someone is going to, I tweeted this, someone is going to add Philip Lindsay to their team today, and they are going to be very happy they did so. Mm -hmm. Turned out to be the Broncos. Yep. And they got the first ever undrafted player to rush for 1,000 yards in each of his first two seasons. Uh, obviously didn't end up having the longevity of his football career that we would have hoped to see. But I also said that an NBA team is going to be really happy they get Derek White. Yep. And so, yeah. And uh, Andre Robertson, who had a nice little run there with the Thunder. Uh, next one. Will Shepard will lead Colorado in receiving yards this season. Buy with everything I have. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's going over 1,000. Book it. I reluctantly buy this. Oh. I think there's a chance still that... Travis could just be a beast and all he needs is really like one 200 yard gain. And it's like, well, how's he going to catch Travis? Eh, good point. <laughs> good point. <laughs> I, I still, I just think you're going to see Will Shepard rack up 70, 80 yard games, just one after another, after another. And that consistency is going to be hard to match. The thing is Travis, being out there only makes Will Shepard's job easier. That is true. Um, and that doesn't mean Travis isn't getting the ball, but you bring Travis out there, all of a sudden the defense has to shift over a little bit and, and focus on him. All sudden, you're you're going to let Will Shepard work in one-on-one -on -one with Shador? Game over. Uh, next one. After the 2024 season, the Big 12 will be thought as the third best conference in college football. Is it not already? I definitely ACC? say the ACC is above Fair them. Um, you got Utah. Bye. Bye. And it's because of the quarterbacks again. Yeah. Um, you know, last year, the Pac-12, you could probably make the case was the second best. Would, would you hear that argument? You could say they were the best conference this year, bro. Yeah. I mean, just not having, well... I mean, Oregon didn't make the playoff. That was a damn good team. Washington just beat them twice. Yeah. No, you could make the case that Oregon could have been in the playoff if they didn't play Washington in the, like twice. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, the reason for that was the quarterbacks. Yep. Caleb Williams, Michael Penix, Bo Nix, Shador Sanders. The list goes on. Fafita. Fafita. You're bringing two of those quarterbacks... And then the third one that wasn't even a part of it last year mm -hmm. from the Pac-12 into the Big 12. You're getting Fafita, you're getting Shador, and you're getting Cam Rising back. Uh, and because of that, you're going to get amazing football games. Like, the formula in college football is incredibly simple. Good quarterbacks, good game. Mm -hmm. Just straight up. It's that, it's that easy. Uh, and because of that, you're going to get a lot of exciting matchups, a lot of high-ranked teams playing each other. <laughs> Leeds fans are going crazy <laughs> downstairs. Um, and so in in the end, you, uh, I think that the Big 12 is going to get a lot of respect next year based on the quarterbacks. I could see a path. Um, FSU is going to be really good again. I'm not ready to count out Clemson. I think those could be two potential playoff teams, especially in this 12-team uh, format. I just don't think the Big 12 has the advantage in like the middle of the conference, I think. Um, North Carolina, I don't think it'll be as good. Drake May is leaving. NC State hasn't been great for a few years now. Virginia Tech's been a non-factor for a while. 
So they'll need to pick that edge or uh, that end of the of the conference up, I yep. think, to solidify being the third best. So I'd say I'd buy the Big 12 being the third best this year. Yeah, and I think the Big <laughs> 10 is criminally overrated, so maybe even second. But you get Washington and Oregon this year and USC. Washington is irrelevant again. Um, Damn, brutal. Oregon it will be good. USC irrelevant again. Actually, wow. they've never really been irrelevant. Wow. At hot Ryan seat. Koenigsberg, everyone. <laughs> Lincoln Riley, hot seat. <laughs> Heard it here first. I mean, he's got to win. <clears throat> Bro, these fucking idiots <laughs> are going to have such a bad time in East Lansing, Michigan. I can't even begin to describe. I can't wait till Illinois runs for like 250 yards on one of these teams yes. and wins the game 31 yes. to 10. No, it's going to be like three to zero. <laughs> like, I cannot wait to watch Lincoln Riley all bundled up on the sidelines. It's Iowa. Champaign, Illinois. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be great. Uh, what's next? As a team, Colorado will rush for 2,000 yards this season. Last year, they were the worst rushing team in the country by far. I think they only had 700, 800 rushing yards total. 2,000 puts them about middle of the country. Uh, I think you said it too high. If you would have said 1,500, I would have had to think about this, but no, it's going under. And it's, it's not because I don't think they're going to have a good running game. It's because they have the best quarterback in the country. They do, but we saw last year what happens when you rely on him in every facet of the game. No, we saw what happens when you rely on him in every facet of the game and you don't have a good offensive line. True. I mean, that's a, another aspect of this, but we didn't, guys just weren't breaking big runs. Like, no, of course, you have to be able to run the ball. I'm not trying to downplay the importance of running the ball, but <clears throat> if you run the ball for, damn, I guess if you, yeah, if you ran the ball for 100 yards a game, that would get you to 1,200 yards. Mm -hmm. That would be low. But 150, you pretty much get it. <laughs> pretty much. Not quite. Um, that would be 1,200 plus 1,600, or plus 600, which would be 1,800. So I guess you're close. Uh, give me 100 yards a game. You don't know how to do math, bro. Yes, I do. 15... Uh 150 times 12 is 1,800. Is that what I said, folks? I thought you said 16. No, I said I, I misspoke for a second, but I said 1,200 okay. plus 600. Still, I think this team will be much better running the ball. I think they can get close to this. I think they can get close for sure. But going over it would be a lot, a lot, a lot. Over 150 yards rushing per game? That's, not, that's like half... I, like midway in the country, though. Divide that by four yards per carry. What? Divide. I'll just do it. Yeah, you do. You got your laptop out. 150 divided by four. That's 37 carries. To if get. You're, if you're averaging four yards per carry. So last year. I'm trying to find team stats. Hold on. So last year, the Buffs, as I said, easily the worst rushing attack in the country. 68.9 yards per game. You're basically asking them to add 100 yards per game to that. 150. The worst team to average 150 yards per game 
Oh my god. It's coming, I promise. All right. They ranked 76, 77th in the nation. That's literally like halfway. Who is it? That was Florida State and Memphis, both at 150. Okay. I don't think it's possible. Okay. Um, I did not misspeak. Thank you, chat. No, you watch the tape. We'll go to the replay <laughs> after this, like that one commercial. Um, 30, if you average five yards per carry, mm -hmm. that is 30 carries per game to get to 150 yards. Both of those teams average 4.5 and 4.6 yards per carry. So they're running the ball over 30 times a game. Um, average rushing attempts per game. Yeah, over 30 times a game. I don't think that's happening. That's with Jordan Travis, who was a Heisman contender. Yeah. Okay. I think the 30 carries a game is asking a lot. I think that's just complimentary football. Though. It is. Go tell that to Peyton Manning. <laughs> True. Next one. So real quick, just a, f a philosophical thing for me. Um, I see this happen with like the Bills, the Chiefs, uh, any team that has a elite quarterback. Mm -hmm. I really don't think you should ever go a series only letting them throw the ball one time. So what I hate seeing is first down, Josh Allen hands it off three yards, second and seven. Second down, they hand it off again, four yards. Third and three. In theory, you've done your job, right? You got to third and three, and you have Josh Allen as your quarterback. What happens next? He drops back. There's a wide-open drag coming across. He throws the ball perfectly. Boom. Defensive lineman sticks his hand up. Ball hits the ground. You got a punt. Yeah. I don't like giving an elite quarterback only one chance to make a play on a series, and then all of a sudden you're punting it. So because of that, it's not you don't, you don't want it to factor out to two, two to one passes to runs but to me you have to be really thoughtful about the times that you're running the ball two times in a row so it's like if you get eight on first down sure go and run it again but you better convert that i think there's something to be said about setting a tone and playing with physicality though i think there is too and i think they want to do that this year i think that's why they went and got a lot of these guys in the trenches they want to physically dominate teams i just Really don't like taking the ball out of Shador's hands I get until it. third down. But if you consistently average four to five yards a carry, like you're just going to run the ball more. This it, year they were terrible. That's why they didn't. It is. It is. I just think when you have a great quarterback, when you have an elite quarterback, you got to let them decide, decide the game. And I hate seeing a, a one-pass series for a team with an elite quarterback. But I totally understand you where you're coming from. I mean, I think we're more on the same page than it sounds like, but I just think that they really, really want to try and run the ball this year. That's I'm, my angle. From I, it, I will least. say I'm trying my best to not factor in Pat Shermer things from the Broncos, but he did actually – he ran, he ran the ball in, in second and long quite a bit. Uh and they say, like, the real test of a team that wants to establish the run is someone who will run it on second and eight or second and nine. Mm -hmm. And he was willing to do that. So you could end up being right. 
It's. N I don't think they're going to run the ball 30 times a game. Fair enough. I think they're going to have to at some point. If they want to... If they run the ball 30 times in a game, it's a good sign. They probably won that game. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we don't have to go into that whole thing. <laughs> but Oh, I just mean like it means it was working. Right. But I think that they're just going to game plan around it much more this year. Totally. Cody Williams and Shador, William, and Shador Sanders will be first overall draft picks. Wow, what a question. Cody's a lock, it seems. To be number one? Latest mock draft came out early in the week. He was number one. There's only two foreign prospects ahead of him. He's the top-ranked college basketball prospect. Love it. Uh, I'll buy this just because it's fun, but I feel like I should get good odds on it. Um, I don't want Cody to go number one. You want him to come back? No, no. I don't want him to go to Detroit. Mm. And essentially put the they're going to put like the world on his shoulders like you're the number 1 overall pick, save us. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's that type of player and that is not I'm not trying to take anything away from him. But you know, like the Nuggets drafted Carmelo. And Carmelo took him to the playoffs that year. Because it's just like, oh, he's such a dynamic scorer yeah. that all of a sudden everything gets so easy for you. Cody Williams is a incredible basketball player who will be a great piece for somebody. You go number one overall, everyone just thinks that like you're there to save the day. Mm -hmm. uh, and and I, I'm not going to say he can't do that because I would never put that kind of limitation on someone. I just don't think that's the best that will set him up the best for success. I'm going to buy this. I think Shador's the best returning quarterback in the country. Um, you can throw out Quinn Eros, Carson Beck if you want, but I don't think another quarterback has like as good of an opportunity as Shador does this year. No, it's it's Shador. And then Cody's just incredible. To me, I mean, I'm not gonna go scout European like college. <laughs> I don't even know what you call them. Am, not amateurs, but prospects? they're like I guess just prospects. But. The progression we've seen from him just from the start of this season to now already, and we have to go down this stretch run, he's just getting better, and he's going to be, I think, a really good player. People are mentioning Cade Cunningham as kind of already that yeah. main thing for the Pistons, yep. but it's clearly not working. They are uh, not good but either. <laughs> I will say that at least there are pieces there uh, to help Cody kind of fit into his role. Uh, next one. How many more do we have? Two more. Colorado, Colorado will be ranked entering conference play again this year. Yeah. So time. you don't have the big game over TCU, though. It's North uh -huh. Dakota State. Yeah, yeah. All it takes is just winning. Just win, and you'll be ranked. Not not North Dakota State, but if they go 3-0 in non-con, they're uh -huh. ranked. Um, I might sell this, man. All right, I'm, I'm uh, showing my ass on my lack of Pistons knowledge. Apparently, Cade is hurt. <laughs> um, I'm sorry that I haven't been paying good. close attention to the Pistons. You got Leeds uh, coming down to, what is it, 78th minute right now? 70, yeah, yeah, 78th minute. Still up just 1-0. We need these three points, my guy. Let's hope they hold strong. Uh, last one. Colorado hires a DC before the Super Bowl. Buy or sell? <laughs> uh, 
You know what? Why would I buy this when I can just sell it and uh, be right? Just set the just set the expectations low, because I'm definitely not going to say any more times like I think it's coming soon, uh, because that's only just continued to be wrong. So uh, I'm just going to push this back as far as I possibly can, and then be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I'm selling this too. <laughs> just right. no other reason. Just so the Dolphins parted ways with Vic Fangio. Bring them back Vic together. Vic Fangio's bestie. Bring the ba- the gang back together, man. Pat Shermer uh, is the offensive coordinator at Colorado. <laughs> Shermer Fangio reunion in Boulder. <laughs> People would absolutely lose their minds, bro. Here's the thing, though. Every Broncos fan wanted Vic Fangio to come back last year to be the defensive coordinator for the Broncos. So there's not a lot of ill will towards Vic Fangio, the defensive coordinator. It was all towards him as a coach. He is the closest thing I've seen in football to a head coach with the demeanor of Sal Sanceri. Uh, he's a he's a grump, and people didn't like that about him as a head coach. But and damn if that guy can't call a defense. I just don't know if he can do it in college. It's a very complex defensive system. Yeah. Um, and I just don't think he'd really be the best with kids. So. Yeah. So uh, there you go. He's going to Philly probably. That's what Schefter he's, said. He's from Pennsylvania. Yeah. I think he's a like an Eagles fan at heart. So that'll be good. Him and, and Big Dom and Sirianni <laughs> will be uh, having the time of their life. Man, Sirianni, has any coach had a, other than the coaches that got fired, what a disastrous end of the season. Yeah, I just hate how everyone turns on these guys. It's just like everyone, it's different, but similar to Coach Prime. It's like he was living his best life, being himself, talking some shit, having fun when Mm -hmm. they were up. And then as soon as he started losing, everyone took, like every chance to pile on him and go after him. Uh, Obviously, him and coach prime very different personalities but people didn't like that he was like in my opinion just having fun i thought he was just having fun with it people want to see head coaches be you know in a box i've got an eagles take that might get me uh flamed pretty hard i don't know if i'm willing to share it i'm not gonna press you they need a better quarterback i had a feeling you were gonna say that i don't think that was their problem this year they need a quarterback that can throw the ball. Jalen can throw it. He can. They need a better one. I don't think so. A.J. Brown, that guy needs to have more production. Just uh, This might be an offensive problem. But I watched every Eagles game. Um, they had a lot of problems. They did. They were a dysfunctional football team. But last year, when they weren't dysfunctional, Jalen was amazing and took them to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And he set a record for rushing touchdowns. They need more throwing the ball. Bro. I told you. You sound like a non-ball knower right now. No, no. I'm just saying. I like Jalen Hurts. He set a a record for rushing touchdowns because they broke football with the greatest play ever. And then he got stopped this year. One time? Towards the end of the year, they got stopped quite a bit. No, 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 no. They... Were the highest convert uh, conversion in football on fourth and one. Well, yeah, but I think they got stopped like five times the whole season. Still, and they got stopped in the playoff game when they do tried to rip his helmet off. I just think that this 
this team is um, they're kind of letting a window pass by. You're getting flamed. I told you. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't say he was a bad quarterback. You said he can't throw. Name the top five best quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm, okay, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. um, Josh Allen. This is not an order. This is just the way they're coming to my head. Mm -hmm. uh, Joe Burrow. CJ Stroud. Okay, so now a rookie's passing up Jalen Hurts. CJ Stroud is amazing. How, how many quarterbacks would you name before you get to Jalen Hurts, do you think? I don't know. Give me a sec here. I got to pull up uh, a list. See, the problem is, like, you could have had a take that was fair, but you just overcooked the take. No. I Honestly, I've thought this since he's entered the league. He's a great runner. He can make some plays, and he does make some throws. He's not a bad quarterback. I just think top level, he's nowhere close to those guys. I mean, he's like a play away from being a Super Bowl winning quarterback last year. Okay. So, yeah, that's what matters to me. Dang. Uh, QBR rankings this year? Mm-hmm. Almost exactly my rankings. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, CJ Stroud, Josh Allen, number five, Jordan Love. Uh, I put Burrow in my top five. He didn't play this year, so. I'm a Jordan Love fan. Oh, that's postseason, sorry. Which obviously matters more. Wow, okay. Regular season QBR ranks, which QBR is not the end-all be-all, but it is mm -hmm. an easy way to look at this. Brock Purdy, number one. <laughs> Dak Prescott, number two. Josh Allen, number three. Lamar Jackson, number four. Justin Herbert, number five. Okay, so I'm not putting Herbert or I'm not putting Herbert above Hertz. You put in love? No. Uh Tua no. Trevor Lawrence, no. Baker Mayfield, no. So the questions would be like Dak. I'd probably take Dak. Yeah, over Jalen if, sure. if I if I'm starting a uh, a franchise. Mm -hmm. Matt Stafford. Mm, no. Okay, I'm, ta I'm taking. I take Jaylen. Jordan Love though. I'm taking Jalen. I would take Jalen over Jordan Love. Uh, Tua. Uh, Tua. I'd probably take Hurts just for the running at that point. If you put Hurts with Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill. You're getting. He's got Devonte Smith and AJ Brown. Yeah, the, who are very good, but they're not the two fastest players in the NFL. True. Um, Jared Goff. I'm a Goff believer, man. I I, I think that guy. I been, think no. I I think you can absolutely take Jared Goff. Are you taking him? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I I'll take Jalen. Only because if I'm starting this franchise running my offense and it's not a pocket passing offense. It's more of the RPO, get out on the edge style offense. And it's not really working for the Eagles anymore. No, no, it's not. But that has to do with a lot of different things. It does. 
biggest thing for the Eagles, I think, this year is they didn't run the ball. One of the one of the ways that you have to you have to get the RPO style offense going is to get the the first part, the R. Mm-hmm. They didn't get it going, and so they didn't have a good offense. All right, I think that's the the end of the list. So you still have him at like seven, eight. He's like. Uh, maybe, I guess. Don't just throw out a random number because okay, we just then. went through it. You have to pick who you're putting over him. Josh Allen, Lamar, uh, Burrow, Stroud, um, Mahomes, Dak, Goff, Love. Yeah, ish. Okay, so you have him at eight or nine? I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd have to go like, bro- are we going to have the Brock Purdy discussion? Like you're taking, no, I'm not, but okay, me either. Like th- these are the guys we'd have to talk about this. Like Trevor Lawrence. Like these are the guys I'm deciding between over Jalen hurts at this point. All right. Well, people probably aren't going to give you a break, but in the end, your take didn't end up being that unreasonable, which was my original point. You could have that take that your original take, which is they need a better quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think was a fair take. But then when you got uh, he can't throw this, that, and the other thing, that's where you lost well, the plot. He can throw, but it's not like you watch that offense operate, and there's tons of times where he's just rolling out to the sideline and throwing it out of bounds. I hate that play. I can't stand that. <laughs> yeah, it happens. But in the end, you think he's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, so you're t- you overcooked your take. That's all I was saying. I guess. You can't. I guess. We just went through it. This isn't. I'm not, like, hating on the guy either. I'm just saying what I see, like. When I watch them play, I just feel like they could have someone back there who could deliver the ball to the receivers better. Yeah, like I said, your original take, which is that you're going to need a better quarterback, I don't think is necessarily wrong because I think there's only like... Big Beasy speaking truth in right there. There's only a select few quarterbacks. Like, a tons of teams find themselves in the position of we're really good, but our quarterback isn't good enough to win us a championship. Mm-hmm. And once in a while, there's a flash in the pan. Matt Stafford wins one with the with the Rams. Uh, obviously, there's a tons of cases of like, um, what was it Trent Dilfer? Yep. With the Ravens, so like, it happens once in a while. But like, then you're just like get into a playoff game against Patrick Mahomes, and like Patrick Mahomes is like, I don't know, two percent better than Josh Allen. Because of that, like the, the Bills just can't ever do anything. Yeah. What about Fields? Uh, I don't know. I, I love I love Justin Fields. I do too, but I can't help but feel like Chicago just messed him up yeah. almost beyond repair. I'm with you on the Chicago messed it up, meaning they got Justin Fields, who I think is actually a game changing player. Um, and they just didn't know how to handle him. They didn't know how to maximize him. And they thought, like, getting Luke Getze, which he spent his, you know, his best days coaching Aaron Rodgers, was the right match for Justin Fields, and that just doesn't make sense to me. The issue with Justin Fields is he came in the NFL, and he needed to speed up things processing-wise. Not necessarily down the field, but like at the line of scrimmage, like processing. He's got his clock cleaned a few times as a rookie and at so Ohio State. So did Josh State. Allen, though. And he grew at that. But yeah. Chicago never really helped him in that department. The offensive line was always terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They never got him weapons. Like I can't help but feel like he's, you know, the Sam Darnold quote, seeing ghosts a bit at times when he plays. 
I don't know. He makes plays every game that make me say like he does. That's uh, a superstar. But but Chicago didn't yeah no, like the, insulate him well enough. You know they really didn't. They really and like Buffalo. I I think the early career paths of Justin Fields and J- and Josh Allen are very similar. Josh Allen used his legs to bail him out the first two years of his career, really, mm-hmm. before he like got it down. Justin Fields had to do the same thing. The pro- the difference is by by Josh Allen's breakout year, they got him Stephon Diggs. Yeah. DJ Moore is a very good receiver, but no protection, not a consistent enough uh, running back. Like the Bears are just the Bears, and Bears do this thing every fucking time. Where they hire a coach, get a new quarterback, fire the coach the next year. You know, uh, the coach doesn't like that. That's not my quarterback. Then, then he gets fired. They get a new quarterback. They're like completely unsynced in the way that they're making their moves. Like get a coach and quarterback that are to coming in together to do something. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. If the Broncos coach wasn't Sean Payton, I would be pushing hard for of taking a flyer on fields. But I think that Sean Payton wants a, a pocket passer. Should have drafted fields three, four years ago, whenever it was, man. That's my take on the whole situation. Where would we be now? I don't know. We might be in the same spot. Just a lot less financial trouble. Exactly. What about Deshaun? I uh, Deshaun Watson used to be one of my favorite players in the NFL. Me too. I I don't even know what to say about him man, anymore. He he just lost it. He really did. Uh, David with the super chat. I love that you guys always end with "Let's go Buffs," not "Sco Buffs." We end with "Sco Buffs." We 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 don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate the sentiment. Yeah, I you. fought the "Let's go Buffs" versus "Sco Buffs" battle in the early days of "Sco Buffs," mm-hmm. um, because I I've said "Go Buffs" or "Let's go Buffs" my whole life up to that point but i realized quickly that it was i was on the wrong side of history and flipped over to the sco buff side of things it's just cooler it's quicker yeah more catchy uh don peasy what's up man from yesterday i'm a college friend of bj green's parents uh and cu would get an absolute dog he played for truth and peewee and they refer to coach prime as unk cu has a good chance of getting bj hashtag sco yeah, that's something we learned shortly after the show, I believe, yesterday, which is that uh, BJ Green played youth football for Coach Prime, uh, which is such a cool thing about this kind of ride that we're on right now. It's like mm-hmm. so we're right in the sweet spot of the players that Coach Prime coached in youth football are now coming up. The Dylan Edwards of the world, BJ Green, yep. uh, are now coming up into the college ranks. And uh, it changes the game to have a, a pre-existing relationship like that. Like, you just don't hear about that ever. Mm-hmm. What, you know, uh, Dabo wasn't coaching high school anytime recently. Or, you know, like, yeah. you go on through the list. Like, most of these guys don't have the experience of saying, I've already coached that kid. Uh, and he knows me. He respects me. He trusts me. Uh, so it's cool. I, I, I think, I don't want to speak or think for him, but I think that, BJ Green probably knows that this is the right this is the right move. Yeah, and as you said yesterday, we when we talked about him and coming to visit this week, we heard before that he was interested. Oh, more than interested. Yeah. So stay tuned. Um I don't know when he's visiting this week. It just said this week. 
So stand alert. CJ says Richardson will be better than Stroud and Hurts. Go blue. Look, man, I loved that kid last year coming out. He was so fun to watch, too. I loved that kid. He's not going to be better than Stroud, though. Not better than Stroud, no. I mean, he could, but if so, we're in for a good two decades of football. Because I think Stroud is like instant superstar. Mm -hmm. fight. Like He's going to be in the Mahomes-Allen Burrow category. Yep. Next by next year. Yep. Yeah, bummer he got hurt, man. That it? Yep. That was a fun one. Adam says, I'm like, yes, go Buffaloes, whatever that means. Just means let's go. It's just saying it fast. Yep. We'll be back tomorrow. You guys got a little bonus time of the show today. So you're welcome. Yeah, well. You had to spout off of a <laughs> overcooked take, and uh, you know we had to talk it out. I guess. <laughs> All right, we'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> Love you guys, Sco Buffs. Sco Buffs. We all silly like the mayor. 